only source, oh Heavenly Father. Lord, you're our healing. You're our life. We're nothing without you. Lord, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for the resurrection. Lord, we thank you for faith, Father God. Lord, we thank you that you're a God of more than enough, Father God, that we don't lack in any area, Father God. We thank you for a daily increase, Father God. Lord, all because of Jesus, Father God. Lord, we thank you that the cross was sufficient, Father God. Lord, to heal our sickness and diseases, Father God. We thank you that you took on sickness so that we don't have to experience it, Father God. We thank you that you took on poverty, that you became poor, that we through your poverty can become rich. We thank you that we're rich right now, Father God. Not only spiritual rich, Father God, but physically rich, Father God. Lord, we thank you. We worship you, Lord. We magnify your name. You're worthy of all praise. Glory to God. In the book of Genesis, Joseph in Egypt, and Joseph began to reveal himself to his brothers. And Joseph told his brothers this. He said, look, go to my father and tell him about the glory of the sun. Amen. And, and when they got to Jacob and told Jacob about the glory of Joseph, man, it just made Jacob cry. And Jacob got happy. And Jacob said, hey, let's pack up the house and go. Amen. How do you know that when you tell the father about the glory of the son, amen, how he healed you, how he delivered you, amen, that heaven is pleased. Amen. I can sing, I can pray, I can do all that, but man, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Amen. My good looks, amen, my good preaching, my good teaching, none of that. But my faith, it pleases him. Amen. I greet you in Jesus' name. I thank God for our pastors, Pastor Kim, Pastor John. I thank God for you. Amen. And the love that is shown on your, in your heart and your walk. Amen. If you have your word, turn with me to the book of First uh, John, chapter 5. Verse 13, and then we'll just read 13 and we'll go back to the top and work our way back down to 13. Is that all right? Verse 13, it says, These things have I written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Know that you have eternal life, and that ye may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that in you we live, we move, we have our being. We thank you that in you we have the newness of life, Father God. So, Lord, we walk in the newness of life. We walk in the new man, Father God. We thank you that our life is hid with you in Christ Jesus, Father God. Lord, we thank you, O Heavenly Father, that it's appointed for man to die once. We die with Christ, and we're going to live forever, Father God. We shall see no more death, Father God, and we just thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you, Father God. Lord, it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Amen. If I can speak to you tonight, it'll be from the subject matter of the topic of eternal, li not eternal life, my present possession. Amen. Religion and tradition has taught us and caused a lot of people to go to heaven premature thinking that I got to wait till I get to heaven 
to get what God has to be for me. The wait till I get to heaven where there's no more sickness. The wait till I get to heaven where there's no more death. The wait till I get to heaven to where I can see the gold and where I can see all of heaven being revealed to me. But I want to testify tonight here, man, through the word of God that, man, look, your present possession. That, man, look, eternal life started from the day that you got saved. Amen. Amen. Verse one, back to the top. Because before any of uh, us can receive what eternal life has given us, first we got to start from the top. Verse 1, it says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him, that begot loveth him also, that is begotten of him. He said, Whosoever believe that Jesus Christ, he's born of God. Put it in a passion translation for me, please. Amen. I know all you scholars know this, but John, the great evangelist, John, the son of Zebedee, John, the brother of James, John, the disciple who Jesus loved. He's the one that penned this epistle. And most folks, you know, I spent time fellowshipping with the seminarist guys and with guys that were scholars, and they would say that this letter was wrote to the Jews, but it's for the Gentiles. But I'm going to show you tonight in the word of God that this word was written to you. He said, whosoever believed that Jesus is the Christ is what? So, do you believe that Jesus Christ is born of God? Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ? Well, then you born of God. Amen. You've been born again. When you look at the word born again, it means quicken anew from on high. That man, God has given you something new, something brand new, something never has been used, something fresh off the press. A new life, a new birth. You born of God. Amen. Some of you might have been born from Nisi or born from Jody or Jojo or John, but I want to testify you. That man, when you're born of God, everything has to change. But in order for me to be born of God, there's something that, that has to transpire first. He said, whosoever believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. And I've had time to talk to some brothers, and I'm talking spiritual to them. And man, I'm showing sure up, chopping it up, and I'm talking about Jesus. And, and man, I'm running it, and I, all I can hear through the conversation, through a little, the episode, so to say, because 30 minutes, that's an episode on the TV. Through the little episode, all I can hear is them talking about God. So I have to pump the brakes, and I have to say, okay, 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 hold on, hold on. I believe that you believe in a God. See, I got I to gotta stop playing with the devil because I can't say I believe that you believe in God. I believe that you believe in it, God. But look, the subject matter I hand a person of interest right now is Jesus. I, I'm not asking about God. I'm asking about Jesus. Do you believe in Jesus? And when you get with most of them, their first thing will be like, man, look, man, I believe in God. But this Jesus thing. 
So pastor's been talking about breaking bad associations. So now there's Jesus thing, and I know I got to cut ropes. The, ne the next thing you'll hear me say to you is hiding by. I'm a holler and keep on pushing. Why? Because there has to be a barrier because, man, look, we don't believe the same. We don't love. The, we don't walk the same. And they'll tell you some things like this. They'll say, look, man, I believe in God. But, man, I want you to know when we was in slavery, man, the white man gave us that to keep up, uh, up under suggestion. And I say, man, maybe the white man did get it and try have bad intentions. You know, he got the right book with the bad intentions that he want to bring me up under bondage. But I hear to serve the devil notice that, man, look, your plan ain't go as planned. Look, if the white man wanted this to bring me in and bondage, then, man, he made a mistake because, man, look, it, it liberated me. It freed me. And then I say that, man, so you can be superior to master. I'm saying, man, when I got hold of this, it put me on, on even ground with Jesus Christ. It seated me far above principalities, look, in heavenly places. That don't look like I'm submitting to master. It look like master submitting to me. I said, when I got a host of this, you know, I'm talking with the brother, and I'm like, man, when I got a host of this, man, this empowered me to do some things that I never thought I could do. This empowered me to live a way that I never seen myself living. Talking about this word of God, my belief in Jesus Christ. Ain't my belief in God because I believed in God growing up. And to see what it got me at. But when I got a host of Jesus... And man, I got born of God. Some things has changed. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. It say verse two. You can go right back to the uh, New King James. He say, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. By this we know that I love Brother Chris. By this, I know that I love my brother right here. I love Pastor, that I love Brother Edward, that I love my brother. There. By here, I know that I love my sisters too. How is that? When I love God and keep his commandments. I didn't, I didn't put this on there, but uh, 2 John chapter, chapter 1, verse 6. It's only one chapter. He's saying, this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment that, as you have heard from the beginning, you shall walk in it. Go to the Message Bible. I believe it is. I believe it's the message. It might be the passion. If it ain't the message, we're going to go to the passion. <laughs> he say, I can't tell you how happy I am to learn that many members of your congregation are diligently and living out the truth exactly as commanded by the father but permit me a reminder friends and this is not a new commandment but simply a repetition of our original and basic charter to say uh that we love each other love means following his commandments and his unifying commandment is that you conduct your lives in love this is the first thing you heard nothing has changed he say love means following his commandments. And his unified commandment is that you conduct your lives in love. So my life 
<laughs> need to be exemplified in love. Go to the passion. See, the passion is going to give us something that, I, that I'm looking for. It say, if we claim that we share life with him, but keep walking in the realm of darkness, we're fooling ourselves. And the truth, that's not the one. Second John. That's good. That's juicy too, huh? <laughs> okay. This love means living in obedience to whatever God commands us. For to walk in love toward one another is that unifying command we heard from the beginning. So this love means what? So I got a lifestyle evangelist. I got a lifestyle of obedience. How do I do that? In order for me to live in obedience, we heard a message here some time ago from Pastor Kim, and it said about the established heart. In order for me to live in obedience, I got to have an established heart. Because I can't love Brother Chris, Brother Chris if my heart ain't right. If I haven't first been to be established, man, I'm rooted, I'm grounded. Nothing's going to move me. Nothing's going to change me. I'm not over here yes, to, today Loving on Brother Chris and tomorrow talking about Brother Chris. I ain't even got time to hear nothing about Chris because my heart ain't, can't take that. I got an established heart. I'm rooted. I'm grounded in what I believe. I believe that I'm walking in love. Nothing's going to change that. I'm like a boat. They used to sing this song, my soul's been anchored. My soul's been anchored. When I let down the anchor, then I ain't going nowhere. I don't switch up. Because my heart is established. And because my heart is established, I have a lifestyle. It means that I'm living in obedience. Whatever you say, Lord, I'm going to do. He said, by this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandment. I can't love the children of God if I don't love God. And I ain't walking in his commandments. Man, the word ought to be the final authority in our life. 24-7. Ain't no, uh, no 25 or no 24 or nothing. 24-7, man, this word is the final authority. If God said it, then that settles it. I didn't put this in there either, but while we there, let's go to John, the book of John, chapter 15, verse 10. Because in order for me to live in obedience, to have love living in obedience, there's something that I have to do. There's something that has to transpire. It says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandment and abide in his love. So it says, look, if you keep my commandments, because in order for me to love Brother Chris, I have to do what? Keep his commandments. Ain't that what the word of God say? He say, look, and if you keep my commandments, then look, you will abide in love. Look, my dwelling place will be in love. Every time I show up, 
All you see is love. Amen. When you squeeze me and you rub me the wrong way, all you see is love. The Bible declared that Jesus Christ, when he came, he was full of grace and truth. Ain't nothing that they did that Jesus can shake him when they squeeze him. When the pressure came on him, all they seen was grace and truth because this is what he's full of. So if I abide in love, as love is my dwelling place, if I live in love, then man, every time you see me, you should see what? The Passion Translation. I know it's going to take a little while to pull that up, but the Passion Translation, that same uh, scripture. Because as believers, it's important that we understand that, man, look, I don't care if you're white supremacy, I don't care if you're nigger, <laughs> if you're Nazi, I don't care if you're you this or you that. God has commanded me to love. I ain't got to walk with you every day to love you. I'm going to love you from a distance. They used to, <laughs> man, we had Jehovah Witness, I, I live around. We had divine metaphysic, man, house of Yahweh, man. We had uh, the Wicca, and then we had them good Muslims. And, man, they come around, and they be Oscar Lamaleka, my brother. I say, Jesus, love you, brother. I love you, too. I'm going to walk in love with them. We eat fruit and all that together. Eat fruit and keep it moving, brother. Fruit on you today. Okay. God bless you. Jesus love you. Oscar Laker. That's what they be saying every time I give them a fruit. Oscar Laker. Jesus love you, brother. Because God has commanded me to live in love, to dwell in love. He said, if you keep my commandments, you will live in my love. So I do what? Then I what? So in order to receive me living in love, I got to first keep the commandments. He said, just as I have kept the Father commandments, for I continually live, nurtured, and empowered by his love. I, I'm continually <laughs> nurtured and empowered by his love. <laughs> if you continue to be nurtured <laughs> and empowered by his love, then, man, that's all you can walk in. A daily walk of love. Go to the, uh, the message version in that. They say, we love you the way, I, I've loved you the way my father has loved me. Make yourself out where? In what? In so, when I walk in his commandments, when I'm doing what the word of God say, and it's not like we're, we've been taught, we ain't been taught how to live this thing, how to walk this thing, because we're taught here. And in fact, the word went over the house that, man, it's an Ivy League school. So, man, we're living above the normal standard. We're living above the average Christian. We're living above. So it ain't hard for us to make love our home, our home and love. All we got to do is keep the commandments. You know, it's, it's, it's fellowship, it's churches that never get past the outer courts. It's churches that never get to experience the Shekinah glory. It's churches that that's, that's, uh, never gets to get to the holy of the holies. It's churches out there that are like that. Man, they have service, this thing on the time, 
An hour 15, hour 30, we out of here. Because I'm on a schedule, because man, I ain't worrying about getting into the holy of holies. I'm straight with the outer courts. There was a man in the book of Acts, chapter 3. The Bible declared that this man, he was at the temple. Y'all remember that, right? Daily. Every day he showed up at the temple because I know these boys got some paper coming up out of here. These good church folk. Good church folk look good coming up out of here. I know they got some paper. They got some bread up in this house. But the Bible declared that he was at the church. <laughs> and this is important because you might have an auntie, you might have an uncle, you might have a sister or a brother or somebody that's at church but never get in church. See, because once he got in church, everything changed. Everything that them boys was experiencing in Acts chapter 2, 3, 4, and 5, he was a partaker of that. Because he got in. You got to press past the outer course, and man, when you got a family or body that, man, that presses past the natural, and man, can get you in the supernatural, man, you got to embrace this. He say, I've loved you the way my father has loved me. Make yourself at home in my love. Let's go back to uh, <clears throat> our text, 1 John chapter 5, verse 2. He said, by this we know that we love the children of God. I know that I love Brother Chris. I know that I love Brother Edward. I know that I love Brother Jonathan because I keep his commandments. Because we love God and keep his commandments. He said, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Pull up the message translation in this. He said, man, look, the commandments, they ain't grievous. You make them grievous. You act like it's hard to live holy because you came up in a church that said, look, these things, they taught you that... First John chapter 2, and he said, my children, I write to you that you sin not, but when you sin. That's what the church taught, folks, that when you sin, you got to advocate with the Father. When you sin, you got to advocate with the Father. But once I word, read my word of God, I learned that it doesn't say when I sin. It say if I sin. I'm writing this thing so you don't sin, but if you just so happen to sin, then look, there's an advocate with the Father. In the legal term, the advocate is a lawyer. And what folks has been taught over years that the lawyer is one that just speaks on your behalf. But I'm here to serve you notice because I had some lawyers and the lawyers educated me on what I was entitled to, my rights. So the advocate, the paracletos, the Holy Ghost, another comforter, what he talks about in the book of John. Look, he educates you on your rights. He lets you know what you was entitled to. He said, man, look, sin ain't got no control over you, don't have no dominion over you. Hey, you ain't up under the law, you up under grace, and grace empowers you to live a life above sin. See, but if I don't know this, and I, I continue to walk in erroneous teaching, I continue to walk in bad teaching that's been carried over from generation to generation, then, man, I believe that, man, look, I'm going to sin. Everybody's sin. Man, look, I had some folks I told back in the day, man, they come up on me just like them Pharisees came up on Jesus. <laughs> they say, hey, Pastor Riley, so 
Man, you mean to tell me you don't sin? I say, absolutely not. I say, man, sin don't even be on my mind, man. I'm not even conscious of sin. I don't even think about sin, man. I think about living holy and getting everything that God for me. They left, they say, that boy lying. <laughs> I say, Jesus, I know how you feel now. When them Pharisees came on you, man, asking you a question, what they thought they knew the answer to. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, they say, man, that boy lying. I say, boy, I ain't get, I ain't, I ain't got down there five minutes down to walking, man. They say, boy, some boy say, what? You say you live a life of sin. I say, when you catch me sinning, let me know. Six years, they still ain't caught me sinning. Because sin ain't even on my conscience, man. Thinking about sin when I got all this righteousness. <laughs> he said, For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments is not grievous. And here it say at the bottom of the text, it says, The proof that we love God comes when we keep his commandments, and they are not all troublesome. The CV, please. Because we think that it's hard to live a holy life. That's because, and it might not be y'all, I might not be talking to y'all, because y'all Ivy League. You know? But there's some folks who think that, man, look, it's hard to live a holy life. It's hard to wake up praising God and go to sleep praising God. Ain't got no time for sin. He promised me too much. <laughs> Be talking about some praying for your traveling grace. I'm gonna pray for my traveling grace, but he showed me too much for me to die right now. I'm praying for my traveling grace for your conscience sake. He already told me what the end of this thing looked like. Verse 3 says, We show our love for God by obeying his commandments, and they are not hard to follow. They ain't hard to follow, so why we make them hard? When I believe that Jesus is who he is, and man, this thing become easy. Because, man, look. Excuse me. I won't operate from a seat of works trying to please him. Works trying to do the will of God in your own power. And you're going to fail every time. But when I operate in grace, doing the will of God in his power, then, man, this thing is effortlessly. I just walk this thing out every day. Wake up serving him. Go to sleep serving them. Wake back up serving them. Go to back sleep serving them. Next thing I know, a whole month don't pass. Man, we wail in June. <laughs> wail in June. This thing ain't hard to follow. <laughs> Verse 4. Back to the, uh, the New King James Version. He say, for whatever is born of God, are you born of God? Yes. Then this for you yes. overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, my faith. 
my belief in the truth, my total reliance in the risen, resurrected Savior, my faith overcomes the world. Let's read the next verse. Who is he that overcome the world, but he that what? Jesus. That Jesus is the Son of God. So in order for me to overcome the world, faith and believe have to line up together. Because there's some folks that believe that God, I believe he, he might do it for me. But man, when I'm sure that God is able to do it, when I got total reliance in Christ, I'm unmovable. Man, look, I overcome the world. Faith <laughs> rules out fear. There's no room for fear in faith. Just don't fit in. That's why you got to separate yourself from some folks who want to walk in some fear. Okay, you feel this, you feel that. All you ever talking about is, man, this going to happen, that's going to happen. I just told you that, man, God showed me too much for me to die right now. You talking about some, oh, don't go over there. Why not? If the Holy Ghost lead me, I'm going. I can't die right now. The devil couldn't kill me if he wanted to. The devil tried to kill me before I was saved. Sixty bullets and not one of them hit me. The devil tried to kill me before I'm saved. Dude walked straight in my house, put the gun to my head. Man, 15 rounds let off in there, and I don't kill him, he don't kill me. God didn't call me over to the kingdom to be a coward. He used that same fire. See, he came in. He came in shooting left out running. God brought me over into the kingdom because, man, look, what you got I can use over here. You ain't scared to go over and join Paul, pull up out that store and let them boys man, know, man, Jesus love you. They called me by my old name. Hey, what's going on, man? I'm saying, man, I'm going down here to the church. Boy, Right on the corner, 24th and 7th, man, y'all come. Man, we're going to fall in there, bro. Okay, I'll beat up when you fall in. <laughs> he say, whosoever is born of God overcome the world. And this is the victory that overcome the world, even our faith. Not fear, faith. Not fear for running out, pastor. Faith for running over. The disciples in the upper room in John chapter 20. And the Bible declared that, man, they had the doors shut, locked, for fear of the Jews. That's why I can't receive <laughs> the cross without receiving the resurrection. Because if, if it wasn't for the resurrection, look, faith would have never kicked in. They'll still be behind the doors, hiding for fear of their life. But when Jesus showed up, the resurrection, then faith kicked in and said that all that I told you, man, this thing is real. See, you can go back to some of your... Your partners who you know from back in the day, you say, man, that word that I was reading when we were going to church playing around, man, this thing is real. Man, it's showing up in every area of my life. Like, man, you just don't know, bro. I just 
I just get this what they'll tell you. Just don't know, bro. I've been in and out the hospital. Well, praise God, I haven't, man, because this thing here is real. It's real. Five, ten years younger than you and living looking worse than you. Why? Because this thing here is real. He said, overcome the world. Overcome the world. Let's speed through this right quick. Verse 6, it says, this is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit that, that beareth witness because the spirit is truth. The spirit does what? They say, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. They say, we, if we receive the witness of man, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. He said, he that believe on the Son of God have the witness, well, verse 10. It said, he that believe not God have made him a liar because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his Son. He said that he that believes in the Son of God has the witness, well, so the witness is well. John chapter 15, verse 26. He said, but when the helper come, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will do what? Amen. Ain't that's a good place to praise God right there. Yeah. Amen. Because, man, right there could have said, man, it could have praised God. He could have testified of Roshan and all those bad things he did. But no, 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 no. The Spirit of God said, look, he's going to testify of me. He's going to testify of Jesus. Why he going to testify of Jesus when I've done all this bad? Because I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. All that has passed away. All that's been swept up with the blood. And now, man, I'm a new creature. And, man, all the Holy Ghost could tell me, man, the Spirit of truth, all he could tell me is what I'm entitled to. All he could tell me is my benefits. All he could tell me is my insurance policy. All he could tell me about is my inheritance. He say, man, you got this thing. Let me show you what you just signed in to, man. Look, when Christ died, this is what you received. He's a witness. Witness by definition out of the Webster. It means testimony, attestation of a fact or event to make a solemn declaration, verbal or written, to establish some facts, to give a testimony. Simon Peter, and he say, look, do you love me? He say, look, feed Elise. Feed Sister Pauline. If you love me. Lambs, first thing he mentioned. Lamb is an immature sheep. You're a lamb until you turn two years old, until there's no tenderness on you no more, to that meat right and tight. 
There's no tenderness on you no more that, well, man, I say something about you and it'll offend you. I step on your shoe, it'll offend you. There's no tenderness in you no more. Jesus say, look, feed them. Give them a taste of this eternal life, what I have given them. I don't need them to wait on it right now. Then he said, okay, I got some mature folks over here that walk with me. Look, these sheep, tend to them, stay with them, feed them, give them what they need. He come back a third time and say, look, and while you're tending them, make sure you feed them. Make sure they taste and see that I am good. Make sure they get a whiff of this prosperity. Make sure they get a whiff of this healing. Make sure they get a whiff of this righteousness. Let them taste me. Feed them. Now as I take my seat, look at our text. John, 1 John chapter 5, verse 13 in the Amplified, because he's going to pour it out for you right now. That I ain't got to wait to heaven to experience all this. I ain't trying to offend you, but it offends you. If it offends you, if your grandma wants to wait till she get to heaven to experience eternal life, don't let that be you. Let this thing stop. If your mama wanted to, because my mama did, that's all she wanted since 93. Wait till I get with the Lord. And I believe that till I got in the word myself. And I say, she's talking about, man, no more sickness, no more death. Look, it's appointed to die once. We died with Christ. We crucified with him. We hid with him. Ain't no more death. Amen. Crucified with him looking, looking for the, the burial site of Christ where they buried Christ out. And, and look, because I'm buried with him, I'm like, what? They'll never find the burial site because God don't want you to find your old you if he's been buried with him. But they believe that, man, look, no more death, no more sickness, gold, riches, no more poverty, no more brokenness. And look, he's saying, look, I'm giving you this now. He said, I write this to you who believe, adhere to, trust in, and rely on Christ, the name of the Son of God. And the peculiar servants and blessings that he conferred on you, that he placed on you, that he put on you. He should say, look, conferred by him on man, on you, so that ye may know with settled and absolute knowledge that you already have life. Talking about eternal life. Yes, eternal life. I already have it. My present possession of eternal life. If you don't leave with nothing else tonight, kill that tradition of talking about I'm, I'm just waiting to get to heaven. Kill that tradition of them old songs, man, that's just not fitting. They got some new songs. Man, God told me to kill one song that I love dearly. I'm like, Lord, not this one. I said, man, look, we grew up saying this. Talking about I'm an on-time guy. He said, that's what you want me to be. That's what I'll be. But look, you heard the man of God say that before time began. Look, I'm a before-time God. God said, man, get rid of that song. I ain't on time. I'm before time, man. I already knew you was going to be out of seed and grace, experiencing a seed and grace before time began. I knew that you was going to be walking in prosperity and the newness of life before the time began. <laughs> Waiting on you. <laughs> Talking about our own time, God. But if you don't leave with nothing else, know that you have eternal life now. You ain't got to wait. 
you already possess it from the, from the day that you gave your life to Christ to now. To future, you're going to always experience eternal life. Man, I thank God for y'all. Y'all be blessed, man. Oh, come on and give God a big shout of praise tonight for that word.